to episode 8 of From the Inside podcast. My name is Joyce Yin and I'm your host. This week's guest is violinist Thomas Todia, joining us from Florida to talk about sexism in the classical music industry. Hi Thomas, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Hello. So as you said, my name is Thomas Todia. I am a violinist from the Central Florida community. Um, I have been playing the violin since fourth grade. I really started to develop a passion for it later on in my senior year as well. And ever since then, I've been really trying to explore different communities of music, whether that be classical, uh, choral, just anything relating to music. It's just something I'm really passionate about. And throughout my years of orchestra, I have uh, made a lot of friends who are very progressive, and they've helped me really open my eyes to blatant unfair treatment that goes on right in front of me that I just wasn't aware of because me myself, being a white male, it was really easy for me to just look over because it wasn't ever directly affecting me. Yeah, of course. You know, what I think is really powerful is that you are white and male and you do care about this. So I think we really do need more people like you to step up and speak out about this issue. Now, can you tell us a little bit about um, what are those blatant inequalities that you've seen? So I feel like something that really has improved over the last 20 to 50 years is that orchestra, actually beyond orchestra, just the music industry in general has become a lot more progressive. But that doesn't mean that there aren't still a lot of people who still have those old-fashioned ideals, old-fashioned meaning, you know, air quotes. Like, I have my high school orchestra director. I remember he would constantly say things like, oh, men should be doing the heavy lifting or just all these things. And, like, I knew, I knew the guy, and I knew he wasn't a bad person, and I knew he wasn't, like, a sexist person, but it's those comments like that that really, like, set those, like, what's the way to describe it? It's like, it's sort of how patriarchy develops in the first place because it's like, oh, you can just casually say, oh, men should do all the heavy lifting. Oh, this is a man's job. And I feel like whenever he talked to the woman in our orchestra, it would feel a lot less genuine than when he talked to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you said, that it wasn't really that he was a bad person or anything like that. It was just that that's how the patriarchy makes the society and it makes it so that these kinds of things are acceptable. And I'm glad that there is, or in the past few decades, there has been a huge movement of of change in mindset and the way that uh, women are treated. So now that you've seen those things, do you think there is anything we can do about it? Or are we just kind of stuck where we are right now? I think we are actually like constantly improving and it's solely due to the new generation that's growing up in the music industry. Like, I don't, I don't really enjoy bringing it up, but TikTok, the app itself, is something that the music industry has been affected a lot by and it's the new generation that's on there mm-hmm. and it's constantly pushing for these progressive ideals of, Everyone should be treated fairly, and that shouldn't be progressive, but it's something that's being labeled as it. And I think those ideals are really starting to reflect in the way that the music industry works. Like, I'm going to think, I'm going to speak specifically in classical music phone, but this applies into the pop music world, too. Where, like, there are directors who I won't name directly, but have just been blatantly called out on the social media 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, what, what you said about a certain director, I think, who I, know, I, think I know who you're talking about. Um, he's rather well-known, um, and I used to admire him, but then I saw that, and I was like, nope, no more. <laughs> like, I, I'm done with this. Um, but what you said about being uh, progress being made, I totally agree. You know, in the past few decades, there's been things like blind auditions to make sure that uh, women do get an equal chance in orchestras. Um, also, I've seen a m movement towards trying to include uh, female and minority composers in in like compulsory music education. And I've seen more people performing these pieces and trying to make sure that uh, women and minorities receive equal representation. Um, how has that affected you? Have you discovered any new uh, composers uh, that you never would have heard of before? It's funny that we think about it because when you think of like, a better way to say it actually is like, when you ask someone, who's the first composer that comes to your mind? They'll usually say Beethoven, Mozart, Bach, any of these people, but the trend is they're always old white men. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say they weren't geniuses in their own right, but it's just those women composers who also existed at the time were never given a live day. Because, like, for example, women were always forced to learn instruments the same way men were, but mm -hmm. they weren't allowed in orchestras until, like, early 1900s. And I think that with the invention of the Internet, it's become a lot easier to find those works by women composers. Like, beyond the famous Clara Schumann, there's, in the early days of America, there were composers like Amy Beach, there was uh, uh, Florence Price, there was Teresa Cadena, and all these composers really composed amazing stuff, along with the other American giants like Charles Ives, Susan McDowell, but again, they just never got the light of day because they never had those opportunities like the others did. Yeah, and you know what I think is really powerful is that um, what you said about teenagers, like our generation do making change because recently you know I've obviously I've, I've talked to you and I've heard from you that like you're you're listening to all of these different works by different composers and I've been seeing it all over social media and it it really blows me away because you know you think that this isn't a big deal but actually it is because this is how you make change you make change by trying to give them an equal platform now, um, would you say that uh, for conductors it's been any better? Like, I know growing up, I have never, ever had a female conductor. Um, have you seen any change in that regard? That's actually where I think the least progress has been made. Mm -hmm. like, speaking on that topic, I haven't had one woman conductor, and it was in my middle school orchestra, so it wasn't necessarily a place where they had as much of an impact. But I think, for example, there was a 2014 survey actually done on the top 150 conductors in the world, mm -hmm. and out of those 150, five of them were women. And I find that a bit of appalling, because some of these like women conductors I've seen are amazing, and I feel like there really should be more representing orchestras. And Again, there's a conductor, I won't call out my name, but there's a quote of him directly saying, um, orchestra players react better when they have a man in front of them because a cute girl on a podium means that musicians would think about other things. And I won't name the conductor by oh. name, but you can probably find that quote of him. And it's a, I honestly find that appalling because 
Yeah, I'm so glad you do. Um, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of preconceived opinions about women doing thing doing things like conducting and composing, and they're like not as good or whatever. But um, also, there's there's a preconceived opinion about men who care about these issues. There is a stigma associated with feminism and women's issues, especially when men and boys support it. Now, uh, does that affect you? Does it stop you? Does it make you feel ashamed? So, right before that, I don't necessarily do too much. I wish I did more, to be honest. I'm trying to work on doing more. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a stigma with any progressive movement when it first starts. Yeah, totally. And You're because, right. Yeah, because it sort of breaks the boundaries of what people have been used to their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes what's so great about the music world is how progressive it's become. And even though people still do follow those statements in this world, I think it really has like pushed the boundaries of the way people think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. You know, I think it's really great that you're taking this step and putting yourself out there to get this message out to as many people as we can. And that's really important. Thank you so much for your stories and insight. I feel so inspired to learn more about women in classical music after talking to you. And I'm sure my audience feels the same. I think a great way for us to begin supporting female musicians is to give their art the attention it deserves. Can you share some of your recommendations? Oh, absolutely. So, in like the early, in terms of like earlier classical music, I definitely recommend Florence Price's Third Symphony. Her first symphony is really what made a name for her. Her third symphony, I think, is a lot more mature and has a lot more depth to it. The Amy Beach Romance for Violin and Piano is just one of the most beautiful pieces I've ever heard. I love playing it. It's just, it's just perfection. But in terms of the modern day, there's actually a wide of women composers who are really trying to make a name for herself. One that I'm particularly inspired by is Jessie Montgomery. She started working on a series of six rhapsodies for violin. They're not finished yet, but you can listen to the first two on YouTube right now. They're really cool sounding. And actually, my, my own mom, uh, Rebecca Todia is a composer and she writes pieces often for soprano and you can find her on SoundCloud, Rebecca Todia. She writes a lot of really cool stuff. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your recommendations and it's really nice to hear those uh, little explanations, descriptions too. Um, I can't wait to listen to them so thank you so much Thomas and I look forward to having you back in a future episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of From the Inside. I hope you'll join me on my journey to learn more about feminism. See you next time. Bye.